So who is Humza? The new leader of the Scottish National Party and Scottish First Minister isn't exactly a household name here. So let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the podcast and happy Thursday or whatever day it is you're listening on. Don't forget to subscribe and to share the episode far and wide. This week, we're looking at Scotland's new First Minister, someone that I have to admit I knew very little about until very recently and someone who is far from a household name in Ireland. He is, however, filling the shoes of someone we all recognise very well because Humza Yusuf is the replacement for one Nicola Sturgeon. I am proud to stand here as the first female and longest serving incumbent of this office. And I'm very proud of what has been achieved in the years I've been in Butte House. However, since my very first moments in the job, I have believed that part of serving well would be to know almost instinctively when the time is right to make way for someone else. And when that time came, to have the courage to do so, even if to many across the country and in my party, it might feel too soon. In my head and in my heart, I know that time is now, that it is right for me, for my party and for the country. Sturgeon's surprise resignation setting up this leadership contest that ultimately Humza won. It's an interesting thing to see the likes of Sturgeon, Jacinda Ardern and others leaving the political game early, if you like, and getting out of politics rather than, well, clinging on to every minute with their fingernails. There were three candidates to potentially replace her, Humza Youssef, Kate Forbes and Ash Regan, but Forbes and Youssef were always the two frontrunners, and this campaign showed up quite a lot of division within the Scottish National Party that the casual observer maybe wouldn't have thought was there. Sturgeon kept, for the most part, a steady ship, but these views, these contentious views, maybe from different sides, they were there behind the scenes, and things did get heated during the campaign, like this debate exchange, for example, between Youssef and Forbes. Isn't the reason you're losing SNP support is because as that exchange with Beth has shown, you're not able to give a really straight answer to a really straight question on our progressive agenda, and that's going to lose our support. Hamza Youssef, now Health Minister, but previously Transport and Justice. This a domestic record he was forced to defend. Good governance matters, so a good health service matters. Dealing with the economy matters. I mean, what would you do to deliver, for example, uh, economic growth in our economy, and why do you think I'm more trusted to tackle the cost of living crisis so suspect, than you are? So I suspect because you've not had a public service delivery role, where I've had three of the most difficult uh, in government over the last ten and a half years. How are you going to deliver independence if the public don't have confidence in you? Uh, they do. In f- three weeks, I've managed to increase public support, quadrupled it, in fact. The debate did become something of a progressive versus conservative view of the SNP. Kate Forbes revealed during the campaign that she would have voted against laws in 2014 legalising same-sex marriage. There were also divisions over the gender recognition bill. This is a piece of legislation passed in Scotland that would allow someone to more easily change their gender from the age of 16 up. It's currently age 18 and it's currently a longer process. And it's being blocked by Westminster, even though it was passed in the Scottish Parliament. And there were split views among the candidates on the issue of trans people in general and trans rights. Humza Youssef being the only one who said that he would challenge this particular ruling on the gender recognition bill with the UK government. And weirdly, this came up in the Sky 
news debate between the three candidates, Kate Forbes being the middle one here, through expressions of support for J.K. Rowling. Uh, let's start off with you, Hamza, for this one. Is J.K. Rowling a national treasure? Oh, yes, I think she's done amazing in terms of the book she's written, but I d disagree with her vehemently on the issue of transgender rights. OK. Yes, and I do think she's brave. Do you disagree with her on the issue of transgender rights? No, I don't disagree with her. You don't disagree with her, no. so you so you back her on that. Ash? Um, I think she's a national tre treasure, yes. I think she was very brave to speak out on an issue where many women who had raised legitimate concerns were receiving, you know, quite threatening communication. Ultimately, Hamza Youssef won the SNP leadership contest, beating Forbes in the second round on a margin of 52 to 48, leading Michael Gove to joke about there being no need for a second election, that particular victory margin obviously being etched into the minds of Brexiteers. But who is Hamza? Well, he was born in 1985, he's 37 years old and is the first person of colour and the first Muslim to be the First Minister of Scotland. His mother is from Kenya and his father from Pakistan, both moving to Scotland in the 1960s and he made sure to thank his grandparents in his acceptance speech. My final thanks is to my grandparents. Unfortunately, they're no longer alive to see this day, but I'm forever, I'm forever thankful that my grandparents made the trip from Punjab to Scotland over 60 years ago. As immigrants to this country who knew barely a word of English, they could not have imagined in their wildest dreams that their grandson would one day be on the cusp of being the next First Minister of Scotland. We should all take pride in the fact that today we have sent a clear message that your colour of skin or indeed your faith is not a barrier to leading the country that we all call home. From the Punjab to our parliament, this is a journey over generations that reminds us we should be celebrating and always celebrate the migrants who contribute so much to our country. This is what drives my commitment to equality that will underpin my actions as First Minister. Hamza Youssef attended Hutchinson's Grammar Private School in Glasgow, interestingly a few years behind the current Scottish Labour leader Anna Sarwar. Then he went on to study politics at Glasgow University. He worked for a while in a call centre before becoming the office manager for an SNP member of parliament called Bashir Ahmad, who was the first member of the Scottish Parliament from an Asian and Muslim background. Ahmad died in 2009 and Yusuf went to work for one of the other members of the parliament, a number of members of the parliament indeed, including one, Nicola Sturgeon. A couple of years later, he became a member of the parliament himself in 2011 for Glasgow. And interestingly, when he took his oath in the the parliament, he took it in both English and Urdu, the national language of Pakistan. So you can see here someone who is very conscious and very proud of his roots, both as a Scottish man, but also as a Muslim of Pakistani descent. And I think it's very interesting that the leaders now of the UK government, the Irish government and the Scottish government are all men of Asian descent. Yusuf does seem to display it publicly, use it politically a bit more than Leo Varadkar does, for example, but that's probably a reflection of there being 
one, a larger immigrant community in many parts of the UK and in Scotland than there is in Ireland, as well as also personal preference of the politician too. Yusuf was made a junior minister in 2012, but 2016 was his first really meaty job, becoming the transport minister. Then he became the justice secretary in a reshuffle in 2018, and in 2021 he was named as the new health secretary of Scotland by Nicola Sturgeon. So not entirely dissimilar to the career path of Leo Varadkar, he worked his way up from working in the party office to hold three fairly meaty ministerial jobs and has now become the first leader and first minister. He was seen as the preferred candidate of Nicola Sturgeon, his former boss, and more as the left-leaning continuity candidate, if you like, for the SNP here. Certainly in his acceptance speech, he set out his intent for dealing with the EU. And while I have had my fair share of battles with the UK government over the years, and there may well be some to come, I will work with them and other devolved nations constructively where I can in the best interests of our nation. I'm a proud Scot and equally a proud European too. And Scotland is a European nation. We want to return to the European Union and play our part in building a continent that's based on human rights, on peace, prosperity and social justice. To the people of Scotland, the SNP has earned your trust by governing well, by ensuring that your priorities are our priorities. As a party and as a government, we are at our best when we are radical and bold. And the challenges we face today, they require nothing less of us. Of course, to become a member of the European Union again would mean Scottish independence, a push which has stalled in recent years. There was an expectation the Brexit would really hasten the process of both Scottish independence and also Irish unity. I remember being in the newsroom on the day of the Brexit vote and the press release coming in from Sinn Féin saying now is the time for unity and it was similar in, in some quarters when it came to Scottish independence. But I argue that neither actually looks massively closer when you take a step back from it all. And during the debates, Youssef was the only candidate to say that unity was his number one priority. Yes, independence is my top priority because it helps us to resolve the challenges we're facing with our public sector. That, that's interesting because of all three candidates, you have been the person, if you like, who has said repeatedly that it's going to take a long time and that you have to build sustained support. And actually, I've not said, I've not you, said it'll take a long time. I've said independence is very close down the road, but now you're saying it's your top priority. Uh, that's, that's not correct at all. In fact, I was asked this question on Sunday. I know it was a rival television channel, but I said that independence is coming, is inevitable. We're at that tipping point, in fact. But what we have to do to win independence is build that consistent majority support. We're close, but it's going to take a leader who can inspire people with that progressive vision. So you can probably see by now, it's not the easiest job he's inherited. Splits in the party, stalling chances of independence, the gender recognition bill, a lot there for even a professional polished politician, which he seems to be, to deal with. But then there is the gaff-prone side of Hamza Youssef. Shortly after he was made transport minister, he was fined £300 and given six penalty points for driving a friend's car without insurance. When he was justice minister in 2020, he said it was hyperbolic to suggest that Scottish police stations were falling apart. And hours later, the ceiling of one caved in. As health secretary, he was using a scooter to get around Parliament when recovering from an Achilles injury and went viral after being videoed tumbling off it in the corridors. Then, and I think this is probably the worst one, just weeks ago, he met with a group of Ukrainian women and ended by asking where all the men were. 
So one, one, one question I have is, uh, where are all the men? <laughs> That's not to get into the politics of things where his detractors cite long waiting lists in hospitals, Scotland's drug death scourge and trains not running on time as his legacy in his respective ministries. His supporters, though, say that he's a young, capable, progressive voice who can unite the SNP and deliver Scottish independence. As always, only time is going to tell, but that is who we're talking about, Hamza Youssef, the new Scottish First Minister. Thanks for listening to Let Me Explain. The show was researched and presented by myself, Sean Defoe. John Kyo is the editor with Lachlan Hart on sound, and I'll chat to you next week.